Welcome to Be Transformed with your host, Reverend Christopher Leshberg. Be Transformed is an outreach of Romans 12.2 Men's Ministry, empowering men to overcome and thrive by breaking cycles of addiction, trauma, and generational curses. Romans 12.2's vision is healing families and society by transforming the minds of men into the mind of Christ through discipleship within a community of warriors for the kingdom of heaven. You can text or call them at 512-238-0. 000. That's 238 or Romans-122.org. Romans-the number one, number two, letters T-W-O.org. Now, here's Christopher. Welcome. Episode four here, Pops Culture, the P for Plank. And with me today, we have Isaac, Nicholas, chance to review over just briefly here our episodes one through three where we impact a bit of our mission our vision to disrupt demand through discipleship and in that we feel like we know what the statistics are out there and and we've reviewed again in those other episodes but 99 percent of the demand is is men 95 percent or better of the demand the victims of demand the supply, as it were, are women and children. The average age entry is 12, 13. The average lifespan is seven years once involved in the, in the industry, as it's called, or in the world, or in the, in the business, as it's referred to. Less than 2% are ever rescued. We talked about root causation, that one out of three women, one out of three girls are sexually abused in this culture. But that's reported cases. We talked about one out of six men boys are sexually abused in this culture and that's reported cases and you heard part of my plank in my testimony that my wife and I are in those statistics but we did not report we talked about the 13,000 data points provided by Pure Desire and Josh McDowell Ministries that are now approaching 10 years old that 7 out of 10 Judeo-Christian men are trapped in sexual bondage and porn addiction 5 out of 10 male pastors Leaders are trapped in sexual bondage and porn addiction. Once again, my plank, Reverend Christopher Leshper, part of that seven, part of that five. Five out of seven of those have no one to talk to. Dr. J. Stringer's research and more on Pure Desire's research, 93% of churches have no comprehensive plan to address this issue. It's typically play harder, pray harder, love Jesus more. After time in the trenches with men, especially that are struggling with this, that becomes the mantra. Boy, we've been praying for you. You, you just need to love Jesus more and you'll be okay. Well, what we found is that it's, it moves from a moral problem, as Dr. Roberts at Pure Desire says, to a brain issue. That it's a two to five year plan of renewing the mind, hence the Romans 12, two men's ministry, the transformation of the minds of men. We talked a little bit about 1 Corinthians 6.18 that we're admonished by St. Paul to run from sexual sin, flee from sexual sin. No other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. And today we're going to focus a bit more on the plank that's in the church's eye, the big C church. The small C church expressions in our Western culture all around us here in Austin and Hutto and Pflugerville and Granger and Taylor and other areas represented here at the table. 
Revelations 2.20 says the church of Thanatira, Thanatira, you tolerate a Jezebel spirit. But I have this against you, that you tolerate that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess and is teaching and seducing many my servants to practice sexual immorality and to eat food sacrificed to idols. I'm going to reference here an article from USC. Annalise Inrail, a clinical professor and vice chair of the Department of Social Change and Innovation at USC at the, at the Susan DeWarrock School of Social Work, explores the risk factors that's possible to disrupt demand back to our mission how demand impacts human trafficking statistics on a global scale. Once again, the plank in our own eye. Once again, the plank in the church's eye. That we're not, we're not nearly equipping our saints to combat this. Matter of fact, we are contributing to the issue. The International Labor Organization, ILO, reports that approximately 40.3 million people are victims of modern-day slavery. Of those, it is estimated that some 16 million are exploited for labor, while nearly 5 million are exploited for sex. Within that 5 million, once again, 99% uh, are women and children. Enril shared her perspective on how trans, a, a transformative collaboration can help end trafficking. And she did this as the intersect uh, the LA summit on January 9th for human trafficking awareness. She addresses issues surrounding youth exploitation. According to NREL, some statistics report that 100,000 children in the United States are commercially sexually exploited every year. That's 11 per hour every year. While trafficking occurs across social and ethnic groups and regions, certain factors may increase a child's risk. For example, runaways and children are part of the foster, of the foster care system tend to be at an elevated risk. 70% come out of the foster care. Women and girls are at a disproportionately high risk for exploitation. Globally, women and girls account for 71% of total slavery victims. Of sex trafficking victims, more than 99% are women and girls. Back to that statistic. And though many people have per, the, the preconceived notion of children being kidnapped and transported to a foreign country, trafficking doesn't usually happen that way, Inreal said. In reality, girls and young women often fall victim to what is known as quote-unquote Romeo pimping, a situation in which a predator pimp psychologically manipulates his victims into believing he is in love with them, often showering them with gifts and money so that he can gain their trust before exploiting them. And this, gentlemen and ladies, is the issue. This is where the plank in my own eye, the womanizing, the the help manipulating my victims, as it were, believing that I love them through my actions, and I would I would try to sanctify that a bit. I would try to uh, uh, re-narrate it. I would come up with, well, look, I didn't say I love you, so they shouldn't believe per se that I I love them, even though I'm sleeping with them on a regular basis. This is where the the intersection of our our plank, again, in our own eye, as well as the plank in the church's eye, this is something that we can take hold of. This is something that we can work with. 
and I'll pause on the article to move in back into the uh, scripture there and, and, and invite Isaac back up here in a moment because what what one author said, a Jezebel spirit has many co-conspirators or partners in crime. These spirits are what operate what operates through them are their characteristics of them and are sent against you when they attack you spiritually. All may not be there, but it will be a combination of many of these listed. The partners may include the following spirits, Ahab, Leviathan, Python, Deaf and Dumb, Religion, Legalism, Confusion, Distraction, Forgetfulness, Idolatry, Pride, Attention-Seeking, Gossip, Independent, Know-It-All, this is once again intersects with my plank, all those descriptors there. And Lord willing, we'll come back and we'll teach further on this in another episode. But just hopefully if, if, when you're listening to this list, you start to think about perhaps what are some of the things that you are wrestling with, some of the things that you feel that you have demonstrated in your life. And we'll hear from Isaac and Nicholas next. But that independent know-it-all there's a limbic lie that I was I learned in 2017 from Dr. Roberts is if it's going to be, it's up to me. And see, that limbic lie has dominated the landscape in my life. Unteachable mind, back to the quote, unteachable mind control, double mindedness. Back to episode one, Christa Christopher, son, get off the fence. That spirit of God came to me in that theater and it reminded me of James 1, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Divination, witchcraft, occult, familiar spirits, division, codependency. Our women's ministry is focused on breaking codependent strongholds. Betrayal and beyond. Focused there. And their own growth and their own health to, to help with this restoration process offered here through Romans 12.2 men's ministry. Manipulation and control. Narcissist. Another limbic lie intersected here with Dr. Roberts. I am better than other people. This is something I discovered about myself in 2017 that really focused in and helped me to start to break those bondages, to, to break, out, break down those demonic strongholds. Subtlety, poverty, lack of debt, lack, debt, death and destruction, rebellion, defiance, opposition, stubbornness, bullying, intimidation, condemnation, accusation, Oppression, lying, deception, deviousnesses, deviousness, perversion, lust, sexual sins. And I'll pause there from the list because you've heard some of these in our coherent narratives, Chris to Christopher, Ike to Isaac. So Isaac, as, as you're hearing this, what, what is resonating with you in regards to the P for Pops Culture the plank, obedience, proactive sword focused in on plank. Yeah, thank you, Christopher. And uh, yeah, just all this is the stats there. And then as you're sharing those, um, you know, this they're in the, the spirit during the time frame where I had to humble myself and, and really put that spiritual stake in the ground of uh, July 22nd, 2017 just to revisit, I opened the Bible again, became my roadmap. And, uh, man, the Spirit just led me to 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 7. And I'd like to read that here from the NIV version. But mark this. There will be troubled times in the last days. People will be lovers 
of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with, the, with such people. They are the kind who worm their way into homes and gain control over gullible women, who are loaded down with sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires, always learning but never, never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. Man, that speaks so much to my plank during that 20 years of disobedience and abusing God's grace between that 19-year-old to 41-year-old. It just, it just penetrated me so hard. It just it hurt so hard that I just had to weep and well and just truly repent. I started to learn what repentance truly was just from reading that scripture because when I personalized it and put my name in there, it just spoke to... I have got it in my heart, right? But it, that, that scripture just spoke to that old man, that old Ike, and it was just, man, it just it hit me so. I just don't know how much I could just explain it over the radio waves here of the, the hurt and, the, and the, of what I did to all those victims. I had to start looking at, I wasn't no longer the victim. I was turning that around and, and using that to manipulate and, and having those limbic lies as you were talking about and going back in and seeing that I was believing things that were lies that were instilled in me from my past, as y'all heard from some of the episodes, some of the past that wounds that were there and going back in to demolish those with the truth and the word. And this just convicted me so much, just reading that scripture um, and the spirit just allowed me to truly see the, the women and the other soul ties that I had to really humble myself enough to allow a time of forgiveness for myself and for others that I've done wrong and victimized and was that person that went into those uh, places to do all these things. So thank you. And thank you for sharing, brother. And you, in those, in this episode, please look at episode Ike to Isaac, episode three, to hear more of the traumas in his life, the woundings, the when he referred to himself as a victim, these are the things that were happening in his childhood, in his in his young adulthood. The cycle of abuse being revisited, right? The uh, psych, the 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 sins of the father being passed down and then revisited again. And some have said that every every person that you meet is either perpetuating a cycle of abuse, uh, perpetuating these generational curses, or they're becoming curse breakers, generational curse breakers. And thank you for answering the call and being willing to step forward and become that generational curse breaker and helping others do the same. And now uh, introducing Nicholas Linzemeyer, our creative director. He and I met in that 2016 time frame, and he came further into the at Huddle Bible Church and, and came further into the ministry in 2017 when he started to explore that plank further in his own eye. And we'd love to hear from you in, in regards to how, how, where do you find yourself in this conversation? Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Um, 
as Christopher said, my name is Nicholas Lindenmeyer, creative director for Romans 12.2, and um, I've been a part of this ministry now for uh, over five years, maybe not quite six years now, but I mean, exactly what these guys are sharing is is what really, what you guys shared is, is what, what really stood out to me. Um, I grew up in church. I grew up, you know, being around religion uh, and, you know, every Sunday, every Wednesday night, um, small groups on Tuesdays or Thursdays. And, you know, it was, it was very much a, um, an involved uh, uh, church. It's, it was something that you committed to um, largely, you know, large parts of your life you were committed to this. And it was in many ways very much um, works oriented. It was here's the list of things you do. Here's the list of things you don't do. And, you know, check the box and see how you stack up. And, it, you know, the, the, the idea of the of the plank in my own eye, of course, there's all the scripture that, that I had memorized since a, you know, a little kid, um, that spoke to the grace and, uh, it's a gift of God. Uh, but those were, those were scriptures that really didn't land squarely in my conscience and in my heart, uh, until I experienced other men that were willing to address the plank in their own eye, like you guys were. And, and I remember the involvement with Romans 12, 2 came through a mutual friend that we had at Huddle Bible Church, a brother that I was kind of in a, a one-on-one relationship with. Uh, you know, we would meet every week or so and just kind of get together and accountability. You know, I, I knew from growing up in the church that I needed that and I didn't have it. And so he was kind of fulfilling that role for me and uh, told me about what you guys were going through in uh, Conquer Series and then moving on into Seven Pillars of Freedom from from Pure Desire Ministries and Dr. Ted Roberts. And when you guys decided to do the second round, the second group is when I jumped in. And just to see, the, you know, doc, Dr. Ted Roberts in one of the first episodes, one of the first videos from the Conquer Series, he says, you know, I'm an alcoholic, a rageaholic, and a sexaholic. And just literally... Uh, as one of our brothers has say uh, has said before, fillets himself, you know, just lays himself open on the table, like here's all my stuff, you know, and allowing himself to be exposed, and yet experiencing the healing and the transformation and the sobriety, and of course sobriety is good, and, and you know sobriety from the the sexual bondage and um, the addictions and. But behavior modification was something I had experienced before in shorter bouts. And so it was the, the transformation part that was, I think, missing. And addressing the plank in your eye, seeing you guys do that and example that for me was really impactful. And it brought to life all of those scriptures that I had memorized from childhood, you know. And there were a few that, that came to mind that as I began to to experience plank first perspective these scriptures really just landed squarely differently you know with me than than they had before ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 for it is by grace you have been saved through faith of course that was you know kind of a duh thing for me growing up in church but 
that second part of verse 8 was what landed differently. And this, not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, um, not by works so that no one can boast. And uh, those were words that just hit differently uh, when I was in a community of other brothers that were willing to to address themselves and their sin and own it. And, and like you, Christopher, mentioned the limbic lie, you know, getting really into the, the depths of the narrative of my life that I've been believing. And then Romans chapter 3, verse uh, 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, in verse 24, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ. Mm. And just in stark contrast to the very much you know, how are you stacking up mentality that I grew up with? Um, it was just, it was game changing to say the least. And then lastly, Second uh, Corinthians chapter 12 uh, and Paul, you know, dealing with his thorn. And, uh, you know, verse nine says, but he said, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. And that was something that I saw exampled um, in your lives. And, and the same as seeing Dr. Ted Roberts in the, in the Conquer Series videos, I was seeing you guys, who, you know, Christopher, I know that you had shared this before with me, that you had these people who, who knew some past, you know, about you and then seeing you now and they're like, wait a minute, is this the same guy that used to do all this stuff, you know, and, but just seeing that from a, from a third party perspective, you know, what was very impactful, um, because I didn't know you as Chris, right. you know, right. Um, but to see that, that, that reaction from people that were, wait a minute, what's going on here? You know, uh, there, there's a transformation that was occurring and is still occurring, being made into the likeness of Christ that I hadn't experienced. I had, like I said, experienced the behavior modification and bouts of sobriety for short periods of time, but not the just full transformation. Romans chapter two or Romans chapter 12, verse two, mm-hmm. be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so um, starting to really address the plank in my own eye and not just seeing it as failure, not just seeing it as I'm missing the mark in all these different areas and failing and not measuring up, but, but seeing it as the path to transformation through addressing that plank in my own eye. And you guys exampling that for me um, really empowered me to not have to feel like I've got to get all buttoned up and get everything in line, get all my ducks in a row. You know, it's like, hold on, God, let me get all my ducks in a row and get everything straightened up so that I can come to you for grace. That's so backwards. You know, but that was the way that I, that I, you know, grew up in church. It was like, you got to get all your stuff together and then you can experience the grace of God. And that's unfortunately what we tend to hear from others, right? That perhaps are outside of the church or in the world, quote unquote, or the secular world, which truly I don't believe is a thing, right? We're all in the world together. We're light and salt no matter what. And thank you for referencing uh, for 2 Corinthians 12, once again, the made perfect in weaknesses. And, and shout out to Huddle Bible Church for taking that risk and inviting Chris into their fellowship 
in his hometown, right? You know, think of Jesus, a prophet's not appreciated in his own hometown. Like they, they knew, they know the background, they know who that Chris is. And, and yet they, they stood by me as I was wrestling with these and truly struggling against the, these uh, demons, these strongholds in my life and transforming into Christopher and becoming more like Christ along the way. And I just think of your experience there with the doing Tuesdays, as you, as you mentioned, and, and the buttoned up and feel like, again, we have to come as something perhaps that, we're, that, that, that we feel like we're not, but we feel like we have to put on the mask. And that was part of episode one, the hypocrite, right? The, the literal definition of that is to put on mask, right? To be an actor, to, to wear something. And instead of having those fronts to, to be filleted on that table, as you mentioned, so that our weaknesses are put out there for all to see so that there's no arguing. You, I mean, you people do. They're going to argue. They're going to debate. And that's okay. But at the end of the day, the fruit speaks for itself. A good tree can't bear bad fruit. A bad tree can't bear good fruit. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, as Jesus says. Like These are things that you can see, and the power of God is the only explanation as to how these things can be happening with the background that we have. We have one of our uh, guys in our group, and, and uh, we, we, he's, he's, his reaction to some of the things he's heard me say that I did, he's like, I didn't even think about these things. I, I couldn't even imagine these things that you've done, yet— I can see that God has worked in your life. So this upside-down kingdom, as we come to a close for today, this upside-down world of Christ, it's that boasting in the weaknesses. Like, imagine if we all in the small C church expression moved into discipleship. We're inviting others that have the greatest weakness, same greatest weakness that we do, and then we bond together by struggling alongside one another and utter dependence on Christ for his strength to work through us. Imagine where we would be in this church. Imagine where society would be, wouldn't have these uh, traffic situations. We have the gray areas of buying and selling and commodifying other human beings. Those things would be done away with. So we encourage you to come forward, to step out, to call us on our line, to join us in this community, in this upside down world of, of wearing our weaknesses and boasting them out, out there. And join us next week for episode five of Ike to Isaac, part two, as we dive more into his young adulthood and to, and to really see where he has come from and where he is now and where he is going. Because that's available for each one of us. Each one of us has a testimony. Is that Revelations 12, 11? By the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, we overcame the evil one so that we did not love our lives so much as to not be willing to lose them for the sake of Christ, to overcome these demonic strongholds. It's available to you. Please reach out. Please come forward. Please bring these things into the light. You'll be amazed at how much freedom is in that, just in the confession alone, much less the transformation process of being in community where we've been wounded, but we need community to heal, as Dr. Roberts has said. Thank you all for joining us today. Appreciate you being here and looking forward to diving more into your story as well, Nicholas, as Lord willing, we get to your testimony. God bless until we see you next time. You've been listening to Be Transformed with Reverend Christopher Lesper. Be Transformed is an outreach of Romans 12 to men's ministry. If you or someone you know needs confidential help or are looking for a place to serve, you can text or call Christopher at 512-238-0000 or romans-12-2.org. That's romans-the-number-one-number-two-letters-t-w-o.org.